This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to Matt Delia is Confused. This is Matt Delia, a.k.a. M. Diesel, a.k.a. Pastor M. Diesel. That's right, it is Sunday. That means only one thing. It is time for Sunday service with Pastor M. Diesel here on Pastor M. Diesel is Confused. Fucking twangy today. What a fellowship, what a joy divine Leaning on the everlasting arms What a blessedness, what a peace is mine Leaning on the everlasting arms Leaning, leaning Safe and secure from all along, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. <laughs> The everlasting arms with arms wide open. It's a fucking medley, an, an arms, an arms medley. Uh, a Jesus, uh, uh, a Christian arms medley. Leaning on the everlasting arms with arms wide open. I made a fucking sex tape. Oh man, the creed, the wellspring of creed is never ending. Uh, I listen, I'm not gonna play it because it's actually sad as fuck. But Scott Stapp from Creed, who I've talked about probably a little too much over the last few weeks on the show, he had like a mental break. And there's there's audio of it, of him being like, he's there's like his nine one one call, and he's calling and talking about how like the CIA is after him and shit. It's so weird, all of the different things that Creed means to me. You know, it means it it it, it Creed signifies minds loss of mind, like losing your mind. Uh, in in paranoia, 
and schizophrenia, perhaps. And then it means with arms wide open uh, and and uh, being twins with Colin Farrell, because as we established when I first brought up Scott Stapp from Creed, he is the identical twin of Colin Farrell, which was interesting that nobody else talks about it. Nobody else likes to talk about it. Nobody else is as truthful as, as, as um, Pastor M. Diesel, but that's just, that's how it goes sometimes. Um, <clears throat> and, and also the sex tape, which I covered a few weeks ago. It's a, he's, he's a, it's a varied thing when you, when Scott Stapp is a, is a multidimensional, very layered individual. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Again, I, if you want to hear the audio of Scott Stapp losing his shit, go ahead. I don't want to play it on here because as, as much as it might make some people laugh, it actually underneath everything else, it's sad because losing their people, losing their mind is sad. Speaking of people losing their mind, uh, let's get right into the fucking Sunday service angle here. Um, there is a severe drought across a lot of the Southwest United States and, um, Utah is getting hit really bad. They, they haven't had rain in a, I don't know, a long time. And they're suffering. They need rain. They need rain. And what do you do when you need rain? Uh, well, the governor of Utah has an interesting uh, way of getting rain to come. The governor of Utah is uh, asking Utahns, Utahns, Utes, what is a person from Utah? M Mormon, U Utahns, Utahns, Utes, who the fuck knows? Uh, anyway, he's asking the people of the state of Utah to pray for rain. And, he, and, he, and I don't mean colloquially. I'm going to read you um, what he said. I've already asked all Utah. Oh, it's Utahns. There we go. I've already asked all. I've already asked all Utahns. That shouldn't be. That should not be what it is. U T A H N S. Utahns. You could do so much more cool shit with that. Utahians. Utahia. 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 Hans. I've already asked all Utahns to conserve water by avoiding long showers, fixing leaky faucets. And planting water-wise landscapes. Those are all good. Those are all good. Good. That's what. That's that's good. But I fear those efforts alone won't be enough to protect us. Okay. Also fair enough. And then he goes on to say, "We need more rain, and we need it now. We need some divine intervention. Prayer is powerful, and I encourage all Utahns, regardless of religious affiliation, to join together." Now, what I want to know, what I want to know, I want to, I want to, I want to take us through prayer. I want to take us through praying. I thank you to Greg, Governor Cox, Governor Spencer Cox, uh, leader of the Utahns. And I want to, I want to, because I, I think along with a lot of other things, when you think about Christianity or religion in general, you think when you look, when you take any particular part of it and you examine it under, it sort of falls apart under scrutiny, so to speak. Uh, and let's take praying, okay? Praying has perplexed me 
from from when I was a young kid. I mean, I, back when I was actually going to church and Sunday school and and being raised Catholic, you are prayer. Prayer is a big part of that. You know, you say your prayers uh, before you go to bed. You pray uh, at church. Um, when somebody's ill, you are told to pray for them, keep people in your prayers, whatever. I mean, that's not unique to Catholicism. That is a generally Christian thing. But uh, as a, even as a kid, I would think, okay, I'm going to pray now. And I, and I would pray when I was a kid because I was told it worked. It fucking, spoiler alert, it doesn't. Um, and the most annoying thing, the most annoying thing is when people were like, my prayers were answered. No, that's not what happened. Life happened. Events happened. Time marched on. And the thing you prayed for happened to happen. What about all the times you prayed and the thing didn't happen to happen? Is God picking and choosing? Well, then that is an unfair God. But I'm getting ahead of myself. When I was a kid, even then I would think, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Like I'm seven years old, right? And I, and I was at church, and somebody in the community is sick, and they say to pray for him, or, or or my like my my grandfather's sick. My parents tell me to pray for him. Whatever, somebody tells me to pray for him, and I and I'm thinking, well, what what am I gonna what am I gonna say? Like I don't know. And I just and there's kind of no there's no uh, specific way to do it. I know a lot of especially in when you're in, in Catholicism, there's like a specific way to start doing something. Uh, but when prayer, you're just kind of left to your own devices. You can kind of start it, kick it off however you want. You can do it wherever you want. You can put your hands together. You can not put your hands together. You can close your eyes. You can keep your eyes open. You can do it in the dark. You can do it in the light. As a kid who's told to pray, this was, uh, uh, uh and who's used to, accustomed to being told how to do shit when it comes to this kind of stuff. It, I was a little bit sort of like apprehensive and I, and I remember being like real worried about like, well, what, how do I do it? What, how do I start? I just like, I've seen people pray. I've prayed in church. I know how we all do it in church, but I'm not in church. I'm not in the pew, right? Pew, pew. So, uh, what do I do? And my CCD teacher who I don't know what the fuck CCD stands for, but he was like, all you got to do is before bed, you turn out the lights, you put your hands together, close your eyes, and you just talk to God. And my first question, obviously, was, well, is he going to fucking listen? And that was, I didn't say fucking, but I was like, well, how do I... I think my question was, how do I know he's listening? Um, and the, of course, of course, the thing I was told was, God listens to everybody. God listens to all of his children, okay? And so then I, then I kind of take that on its face, but it doesn't take me very long to be like, what if someone is praying at the same time as me? Because me and my, I, I understand how this works. I can't listen to two people at once. And if I try to listen to two people at once, I end up listening to zero people. Okay, I have to choose one to listen to and just get that. Because if I try to listen to more than one person, I don't even listen to anybody. So I got to choose one by one, right? And so you bring that up. Bring that up with your CCD teacher. Your CCD teacher says, God hears everybody. 
It doesn't matter. God, you can't compare it to you. You can't compare God to you. You can't think of the way God listens as the way you listen. You can't compare the two. Meaning, he hears everybody and he answers all our prayers. Then my follow-up question would be, okay, and I'm right now I'm, I'm like annoying the fuck out of this guy, but this is what, look, you're going to put all this fucking bullshit on us, us little innocent kids. You need to, and you need to, plan ahead how to answer these questions better, but nobody does this. And the reason for that is because it would be pointless because there are no fucking good answers. At the end of the conversation, you always have to be like this. Just pray, kid, or something like that. Or like, or just, I just know. Or God, God works in mysterious ways. We can't feign to understand God. And to even try to understand God is going against God. So it's like, no matter what, you're just being told to shut the fuck up. But then my next question was, well, I've prayed before and the thing I prayed for didn't happen. And then they're, 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 they always have an answer for that too. And it's, well, God, again, God works in mysterious ways. God has a plan. And then my question was, God has a plan? God has a plan for, for me? Yes, God has a plan for you. But that means God has a plan for everybody. Yes, God has a plan for everybody. God has a plan for everybody that's ever lived? Yes, God has a plan for everybody that ever lived. Why, is there, why do so many people have shitty lives then? So why does he have some, some plans for one person that are great, some plans for another person that are fucking terrible? And then so on and so on and so on and so on and so on. But it's true, the idea of praying is... Uh, the fact that an adult praise the thing is for a kid i think I, I i get it like if you're in a you're a parent right and you there are answers that you don't have for your kid or things that you can't help your kid understand and you don't want to sort of bring the harsh reality of something you know uh why can't i be the best at fucking baseball or something for say me as a kid going to my parents why can't i be the best at baseball well you got to work hard okay well i work as fucking hard as i can why am i not the best you know and then, and then you know i mean this didn't happen but i'm just this is just the first example that came to me but pray 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 to god keep keep praying keep working at it keep working at it and keep praying but that's not what the fuck i guess what i'm getting at is what is prayer if prayer doesn't always work. You're just like, and furthermore, what is prayer if prayer doesn't always work and, and there's no, if prayer doesn't work, or rather if prayer doesn't always work and every time a prayer that you pray does happen to come to pass you are crediting god so either it comes to pass and you credit god or it doesn't come to pass and god has a mysterious plan how come the option of this is all bullshit never enters the uh the mix of possibilities there should be a third possibility the first possibility your prayer is answered the second possibility, God works in mysterious ways. The third possibility should be praying is bullshit and we all are realizing that now, but we've never really thought about it this far. Thank you, seven-year-old kid. 
Because in all honesty, seven-year-old kids who have sort of like a an advanced sense of logic are smarter about this shit than adults like the governor of the state of Utah. The governor of the state of Utah is telling people in his state to pray for rain. Hey, you're a shitty governor. You need better plans. And I'm not saying you need to figure out a way to make it rain. But how about an alternative? Figuring out something else. Trying to get on a different path toward water conversation, conservation. Not prayer. Prayer won't work. And the other thing is, on the, su- on the subject of prayer, I was reading about Rick Wiles, who's now the guy I was talking about from True News, True News host Rick Wiles, and a bunch of people at True News got COVID while insisting the vaccine was devil sent, while insisting uh, uh, the vaccine was a plan to kill people, to cull society of its dumber members, uh, saying that people who got COVID deserved it, uh, people who got COVID are sinners, and those who are true Christians won't get it. Well, he got it, and a lot of people at True News got it. Not only did they get it, but he ended up in the hospital. He got out of the hospital, but he made a post on Facebook recently, and it was, I'm not quoting it here, something like this. We are going to pull through this because God is on our side. And then later on in the post, he says, we'll need prayer to get through this. Please pray and tell everyone you know to pray for, because he's talking about, oh, sorry, he's talking about his daughter or maybe niece who also has it, and she's in the hospital now. So if, if you know God's going to get you through it, but also you need strangers to pray for you, is it is it a thing where like, here's the thing, if God listens to every prayer, why does the amount of people who pray for a thing matter? Is it true that the more people pray for a thing, the more likely God is to do something about it? That means that he's not weighing every prayer equally, that he doesn't have a plan for everyone, that he can be swayed by a large amount of prayers. There's no fucking logic underneath this. People need to ask better questions. And I fear they will not, and I fear the reason they will not is because they'd rather just believe in the fucking fairy tale that when they close their eyes at night and clasp their hands together, God, who doesn't exist, is actually listening. He isn't. Um, I actually have more to say about true news Uh, when I return after the break. I'm going to take a break right now. But before I take that break, I was thinking... There are a lot of Christians out there who hate Jews. There are a lot of Christians out there who hate Jews. Speaking of logic, hear me out on this. Many, 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 many Christians hate Jews. People on the far right, uh, uh, anti-Semitic uh, organizations. I mean, there are plenty of people on the far right who, lo- who love the Jewish people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying everyone on the far right hates Jews. But there are a lot of Christians who are anti-Semitic. I've met them. I know for a fact it's true. 
Uh, but I also don't need to know for a fact that it's true. We just read the fucking news. Um, but this doesn't make sense, right? Not only was Jesus Jewish, and this is the this is the way the anti-Semite Christian will get out of that one. They'll say, yes, he was, but the Jewish people killed Jesus, and then Jesus, his followers, brought what is known as Christianity to the world. So Jesus was actually a Christian, or rather he was a bad Jew, right? And then he, being that bad Jew, he was actually a Christian. So that's their workaround of that. That's their workaround of like the guy that died for their sins and they loved more than anything in the entire world was Jewish. They, that's their way of tuning that out. But how about this? Jesus is the son of God correct? Well, if Jesus was Jewish, his father, it would follow, was also Jewish. So Jesus wasn't the only Jew that you worship. Your God is a Jew. So for all you anti-Semitic Christians out there, you're dumb for an even extra reason. You were already, we already knew you were dumb as fuck, but now you're dumb as fuck. There's another whole reason that you're dumb as fuck. And, and for this reason, you're very, very dumb as fuck. Whereas before you were just very dumb as fuck. Actually, no, you were very, very dumb as fuck before, but now you're very, very, very dumb as fuck. God is a Jew. Because if Jesus was Jewish and Jesus is God's son, then God was a Jew too. Gonna take a break now, and I'm uh, gonna have more to talk about true news. Gonna play some fucking sound bites of crazy fucking Christians, and talk to you in a minute. Okay, don't go anywhere. Matt Delia is confused. We'll return right after the break. And I'm back. I'm Pastor M Diesel. It is Sunday service, and I am back. And I was just thinking about in the first part of this episode. I was thinking about, I was talking about being a kid, being raised Catholic, being a Christian kid, and it reminded me of an album I once heard, and during the break, I tried to find the fucking album, and guess what? I did. So, from my brain to your ears, here are the Wonder Kids. So creepy! Ew. Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. That whole album, the Wonder Kids are a, well, a group of kids who sing Bible songs, but with like a kid's spin on it. For ages on the album, it says two to four. Fucking get them started young. That is terrifying. Not only is that idea of that terrifying, but the sound of that is terrifying. It's like, it's like in horror movies, how like kids 
there are always kids doing the creepiest shit because they're supposed to be innocent and seeing a kid do shit that's not innocent is supposed to be extra scary. I think that's extremely played out, the scary demon kid. But this is not extremely played out, the scary Christian kid. That should be in a fucking horror movie. Just these wonder kids singing these fucking songs. Also, I'm not going to play this song, but there's a, there's a song on here called... Wait, where did it just go? Jesus loves even me. That is so sad. The implication is that you're no one else fucking loves you or like you're not lovable. Even me? Jesus loves even me? Even me? This piece of shit Jesus loves? Wow. So fucking sad. But yeah, the idea is to make you feel like shit so that you feel like you need Jesus to feel like less shit. Um, but yeah, speaking of true news, so Rick Wiles, as we know, has or has, is getting over COVID now. Um, can't wait to see what he has to say when he comes back. But the fucking guest host now, the, the, the one in his place is fucking Milo Yiannopoulos. That's who they hired to replace Rick Wiles in the absence of Rick Wiles. What? Hey, Milo Yiannopoulos, you're the biggest fucking hustler, faker, horse shitter, charlatan ever. I mean, you are a fucking rare breed. People like this didn't even, I feel like don't even exist now anymore. You got to go back like hundreds of years. Get a fucking snake oil salesman like this. It's crazy though. And he was on the air saying something that I just... I can't believe, you can like hear the bullshittery in his voice. It's like he's not even really trying anymore. But I'm going to play a clip. Uh, this is him. This is a clip of him when he was guest hosting for Rick Wiles. Uh, I think the context is clear. If not, I'll make it clear as the clip goes on. When I made my announcement, the first thing that happened... Okay, yeah, the announcement that he's talking about is... The announcement that he is ex-gay. Ex-gay. Hey, man. Fucking not a thing. Which will make you laugh, but it's true. His dog stopped barking at me. Nope. I am one of those people. You know, everyone's got that friend that dogs always go nuts around. You're familiar with this, right? You, you got pets? Yes. Yeah. Right. There's always somebody that no, dogs. My, my dog doesn't bark at you. I, I keep my dog in there. Hey, he barked at you, but that's okay. Uh, he like uh, he barks. Yeah, he so, barks so, at people. You must have some work left to do. Um, but he didn't <laughs> bark. At that is true. <laughs> but but I was always one of those. I know this sounds so stupid. Yeah, but it will. This is just how I think that God reveals Himself to us, right? This is this is just my experience of it. I was somebody who invariably, without exception, always used to make dogs go crazy so we have a friend who's a political candidate down here right and her campaign manager has two of these little yappy dogs and they would not stop i couldn't be in her house for more than 20 minutes because it would drive everybody crazy um even growing up we had alsatians we had black labradors um they just didn't like me at all but dogs don't bark at me anymore and it happened almost overnight 
Now they seem to quite like me. And it sounds as the stupidest thing in the world. You're right, Milo. It does sound like the stupidest thing in the world. And sometimes when something sounds like the stupidest thing in the world, it is the stupidest, stupidest thing in the world. He's the implication. I mean, not even the implication. It's just what he's saying. He's saying that when he, <laughs> I don't even know how to phrase this, but I think what he's saying is that when he was gay or acting gay, I don't even know what, I don't, I don't know what his whole ex-gay thing is. I just know it's an attempt to do things like guest host True News. That's what I fucking know for sure. Because nobody wanted to fucking interview his ass anymore. So he was like, I got to draw attention to myself. How do I do it? Um, well, I'm not getting anymore. Um, but yeah, he, he he's saying that when he was gay or thought he was gay or was possessed by the gay devil or something. I don't know what his whole deal is, what he claims happened. But when he was gay, in that previous form of self, dogs used to bark at him incessantly. And now, now that he's literally come to Jesus and realized that he's ex-gay, dogs don't bark at him. And not only are those two things what he's claiming, which I guarantee both of which are not true, but the reason for that is that's God's way of communicating to Milo that he's on the right path. That's God's way? That's the way God chose to do it? God chose to communicate to you that you're on the right path through barking or not barking dogs? That's even dumber than thinking God answered your prayer because something you prayed about happened. It's just, you think whatever you want to think. You see an event and you see it however the fuck you want. The implications of, of it are whatever the fuck you want. And every Christian, as long as the implications are God loves me and Jesus saves, they're all going to be like, ah, oh, mm -hmm, yeah. Oh, that's true, isn't it? Oh, oh. I mean, evidence that religion is just like a logic blocker across the board. And then I know there are people out there just being like, well, you know, I, I'm spiritual. I'm just like, I'm religious. I'm just not, you know, I'm not like really Christian. I don't really believe everything in the Bible. Well, doesn't count. Doesn't count. And you might as well not even fucking associate it all. Now, and obviously I can't have an episode, I can't uh, wrap up an episode, I can't have an episode, a or either a Sunday service, without playing a little bit of the Micro Machines guy, Greg Locke. Greg Locke has a lot to say about a lot, and he crams it in to a little. He fucking talks so fast, that's why I call him the Micro Machines guy. He's got a message for those prophets who apologized. For saying Trump won, would win, not just said, prophesied that God told them that Trump was going to win. And even after he lost, Trump was still president. So here he is talking specifically to that subset of prophets 
who are ostensibly on his side, but who's fucking counting. Here we go. Oh, boy. That's why I've always been very careful, especially under the tent during this whole election debacle the last year or so, to not say, well, I'm here to tell you, thus saith the Lord. But I have said some things very demonstratively that I still will double down, triple down, quadruple, tenth to the power down on it because I know in my spirit that God said what he said and God did what he did, right? And so all of a sudden, for example, when... When Trump didn't get in the White House, I just got to use this because this is like the biggest one, because this like exposed a lot of people. When Trump didn't get in the White House, the way we thought he was going to get in the White House. You get people to say, well, you know, I, I missed it. I prophesied that Trump was going to win the election. He didn't win. And so I got to quit. OK, so we know people like that. Well, the problem is they quit a little bit too quick because he did win. Right. Nope. There's no way around the fact. We know that he won. So that wasn't a failed prophecy. It was an individual that felt as if it had failed. And so all of a sudden now they're like, well, I got to bow out. You know why they bow out? Because they don't think God's grace is big enough to sustain them through the media criticism that they're going to get. But I'm here to tell you, I know the man did win. I know what God did say. I know he's not done with America. And I'm not going to apologize. And I'm not going to back up. And I'm not going to lay down. And I'm not going to roll over. Because I know what God said. And it doesn't contradict the Bible. He's not done with this nation. You believe that? Say amen tonight. I'm sorry, what are all the things you know? You know all of those things? Greg, no you don't. Because none of them are true. And you can't wiggle out of it being like, because not the way you thought he was going to get into the White House. He didn't get into the White House the way you thought he was going to the White House, but he's still going to get into the White House. How about this? Greg, I know for a fucking fact that unless Trump legally runs for office again in 2024 and wins, actually wins, the reason I stress actually is because he fucking lost and you still say he won, but he didn't, you're lying. The thing I know is that none of the things you just said are true and the world, Greg, the world, Greg, that we are both going to live in is going to be the world that is reflected by what I know. And I know Donald Trump fucking lost the election. The way I know that is because Joe Biden is president the furthermore even though there's no need to go further furthermore i also know that donald trump won't be president unless he runs again and actually wins and furthermore i know that the real world we all live in will reflect what i'm saying to be true 100% and what you're saying to be true 0%. But guess what? None of that is going to matter at fucking all. Because now we're at the point where all these motherfuckers 
are ever saying is just, I want that reality to be true. And religion has demented these people's minds, allowing them to believe what they want to be true is true their whole fucking lives. Combine that with a, I don't know, of probably a terrible fucking education, zero critical thinking skills. And now you have millions of motherfucking people who think like Greg Locke, who say he really won and he's really going to be president. And I really know that. You can't know a thing that's not true. It's anti-logic, just like every other fucking thing that these motherfuckers get into. Uh, Like prayer. Oh, God answered my prayers. What about all the prayers he didn't answer? Oh, he works in mysterious ways. You're just saying whatever the fuck you want to be true, and you're using God and Christianity as the fucking tool with which to do it. I see through you. You never convince me. Nah, nah, nah. Man, I got to get that motherfucker on the show. Greg. Pastor Greg Locke. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to email him right now. Oh, it's 30 million fucking degrees in here. I'm going to go. That concludes motherfucking Sunday service. I uh, hope you're all feeling very holy today. Hope you've been uplifted by the Holy Spirit, uh, the fucking M. Diesel spirit, the Pastor M. Diesel spirit. Uh, Pastor M. Diesel appreciates you. Pastor M. Diesel loves you. And Pastor M. Diesel wants you to enjoy your Sunday and the rest of your week. Uh, and I will talk to you during the week. Take care of yourself. Okay. <laughs>